I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your spiritual BFF, and I'm on a mission to make the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. So thanks for coming along on the journey, guys. Today we are chatting with Tracy Tudor. She is an author, real estate agent, and a star of the Bravo's hit show, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. I am so obsessed with her. She's such a boss. She has a new book that just came out, Fear is Just a Four-Letter Word, and it's now available you guys have to check it out. So today we're really talking about claiming your confidence and your authority. So we're talking about how to step into the room as your most confident self, balancing manifestation and grit, like how to like really balance that feminine side of manifesting while also having that tenacity and moving forward and taking action. And we're talking about how intuition is so important in business and sales. I've been living for real estate vibes lately. I want to actually give you guys my update and my chakra tip at the same time, because it's one in the same, because we've really been trying to manifest a house, which is, you know, top priority for us right now. So I want to give you guys tips on how to do some of the more feminine, spiritual, energetic sides of manifesting a house. So first off, tips are watch million dollar listing, watch flip it like Disick, watch any shows that are, that have like your dream house on them. Like you need to really like get yourself in the energy of that kind of lifestyle. Who are the people that own these houses? What are they doing in their lives? What is different than how they live their life life versus how you live it? Start to really absorb the energy of these people. Okay. And then I want you to look up dream homes in the city that you want to live in, whether it's the city that you already live in or wherever it is that this dream home is going to be. I want you to find the house or find houses that are just like it, that have like the same size, the same vibe and the same price. Cause it's really important to know what the actual 
prices. Okay. You can even like look up furniture that you want. You can look up pools that you want, like whatever it is that gets you in the vibration. Okay. I actually save, I have a couple houses saved into my bookmarks on my phone. So whenever I open up like a new Safari tab, I have the little links there and I can just scan through and take a look at the houses again and really visualize myself living there and what my life would look like, what I would feel like. So when we get into the vibration of having what we want, we start to manifest the opportunities and the ways to get it. The next one is to find out what the mortgage and the down payment would be. There's so many like online calculators for that. And don't let it overwhelm you. Like if you're like, there's no way I could ever afford this. Like don't even let yourself go there. Let yourself have the fantasy because if you don't have the fantasy, it's never going to come. So this is kind of the first step is understanding how much it's going to cost, understanding the vibe that you want. And then I want you to ask yourself, how can I make this happen? How can I afford this? And maybe the answer won't come right away, but I want you to kind of make it like a game. Like maybe in your meditation every morning, you're asking like, how can I afford this? Or like, Like I said, when you're watching these shows, you're saying, okay, what kind of jobs do these people have? What kind of life are they living? Maybe they have their own business. Who are the people I admire that have lives like this? And what are they doing differently? Then you have to actually fucking do the work. Like when you start to get the guidance and you start to be like, okay, I know this is the thing I need to do to live my richest life. Then you have to actually fucking go do it. Okay. Um, Whether it's starting to invest, launching your business, writing that book, like whatever it is, that's going to step you out there and, you know, put you into that new vibration of the person who has that fucking house, you need to do the work. So if you have any questions about that, send me a DM on Instagram at shocker girl co we can help you. Um, but yeah, it's like really about getting into the energy and then doing the work to make it happen, which is so much what we're talking about today with Tracy. So super aligned. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is, our chakra shout out. And I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but there's an app called the secret to money. So if you're like, I cannot even fathom spending millions of dollars. Like I don't even understand. I can't even compute that amount of money. Having this app is so helpful because what it does is it deposits a fake check into your fake account every day and you fake spend it. So it starts with, I think like a thousand dollars. I can't remember, but you have to basically like fake spend this money. And then every day they give you more money. So then it gets to a point where you're having to spend like $200,000 a day or $500,000 a day. And even though you are, you know, not, it's not actual real money, you're getting your energy used to what it feels like to have that money, what it feels like to spend that money. It makes you really get clear on how much things actually cost and what it would take to actually have the things that you want. And then it really allows you to like expand and allows you to just fantasize and dream about the things that you want, because how often do we do that? Not enough guaranteed. And the manifestation cannot start to happen. The idea, the action can't happen without having thought about it first, without having created the energy pathway for that action or that download or that idea to come through. Okay. So again, it's called the secret to money app and it's so good. It's actually by the people who wrote the book, the secret. So it's kind of got like a similar logo vibe. So you'll be able to find it on the app store. Okay. So go manifest yourself some houses y'all and listen to this episode with Tracy. It's so amazing. You're going to feel so fucking confident and so fired up after this. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. 
Radio. We are here today with Tracy Tudor. She is an author, real estate agent, and star of Bravo's hit show, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Her new book, Fear is Just a Four-Letter Word, is now available, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. She's a complete freaking girl boss, fashion icon, one of my personal girl crushes. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Oh, Amber, thank you. You're so sweet. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I must tell you that the first episode that I ever watched of Million Dollar Listing was when you went to Dubai. And I was like, damn, you were like, okay, I've never done this before, but I know I can do it. I know I'm the best person for the job and I'm going. And then I just like fell in love. And I think I watched like five episodes that night. That was such a fun, incredible experience going to Dubai. I mean, I remember being so terrified at the time and, you know, going into a complete, and I've never even been to the United Arab Emirates, much less like interviewed for a job to you know, be an ambassador for them for the U.S. So that, interestingly enough, you know, I'm still an ambassador for them and their their sales are doing really well. Um, incredible project. Someone DM'd me from a beach looking at, uh, at the actual project, the Royal Atlantis, this morning. So um, it's still going on and we're having a ton of success there. It's an incredible project to be a part of. So exciting. Congrats. Thank you. Okay, let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual? So I wake up every morning. I usually set the alarm for about 6 a.m. and I'm like, you know, screeching to get out of bed at about 6.30. And I have my celery juice every single morning to start the day. And then I have a good strong cup of coffee. And then I'm in the gym by seven usually and done by about 8.30 there. And I try not to get too invested in sitting down at my computer while I'm having my coffee and or getting into obviously being on a, you know, my phone, looking at different social media. So I, I really try to just like have some quiet time and then get out there and do that. So after I work out, then I come back in and I have a second cup of coffee and then I start looking at the emails that have come in from the night before and kind of taking a look at my day, looking at how crazy the calendar is and just how, you know, how, how much of that second cup of coffee am I going to have to drink? Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like shower, get ready and go. And, you know, oftentimes right now in particular with the pandemic, you know, things have changed up a little bit. I'm more home. I'm home more than I normally would be, but you know, I still got to put those heels on and go out for those listing appointments every once in a while right now. And, uh, you know, act as if we are in a regular world. Yeah. Has anything slowed down for you at all? Like has, like, have, like has real estate slowed down? Like, uh, certainly the first, uh, I would say 70 to 80 days of this pandemic beginning in March, all of Los Angeles totally shut yeah, that, you know, it, it, it real estate came to a complete halt. Um, now, you know, it's beginning to pick up again. There are restrictions that are obviously in place. We make sure that the properties that we're showing are uh, vacant. No one's in them. Uh, we prefer if our clients wear gloves in addition to mandatory masks. And, you know, we open the houses up and no one's touching anything. So um, we're pretty militant about it. And that's been helpful. But, you know, people still have um, a challenge with it. So we're not as busy as we could be, but 
you know, in different markets, the three to $5 million market in Los Angeles is booming right now. Uh, you know, we were showing property this last weekend um, where we were supposed to look at nine properties. Five of them had gone into escrow in the last week. Wow. So we know that there's really action happening. And then in the, in the ultra high net worth, like higher end properties, north of 20 million, um, people are definitely out and about again and looking for property, but they're also looking for a deal. Mm, yes, that totally makes sense. Well, and I feel like with you guys, you've got such a dedicated clientele and have made such a name for yourself that, you know, you guys kind of get to keep, keep playing and keep working. Yeah, I, you know, the show is airing right now also. So having million dollar listing on while people are at home more often and they're tuned in, um, you know, we have, this is a, a busy time for me, even, you know, in the confines of being in the pandemic. Yes, for sure. Okay, what is your favorite crystal? My favorite crystal. I have, you know what, that's probably rose quartz. Um, but I have another one that and I don't know what it is. It's in my closet, but it's white. And I, when I had a girlfriend come in who clears houses for me and I work with her from time to time, I moved into my new rental and she came into my closet and was like, you know, there's bad juju in here. I need to like leave like this crystal. And so that sits in my closet and I cannot be having bad juju in my closet. No, that's where all that's the good cool. juju needs to happen. <laughs> like of all places. You can't have bad juju in your closet. Oh, it's probably selenite. Is it kind of like a wand? It looks like a wand. Yeah. yeah. It's probably selenite. So that's a good one. It's also a good hot tip to keep it under your bed to keep away any like weird energies while you're sleeping. Ooh, get another one. <laughs> yeah, get another one. You need a second one. Okay. Who is your favorite Kardashian? Who is my favorite Kardashian? Whew, tough questions, Amber. Tough questions. Uh, <laughs> Warming you up. Probably Kendall. Oh, yes. Fashion goals. Yeah. Love. Okay, what is your sign? Do you know like your, your sun sign, your moon, and your rising? Um, I'm a Leo. And, um, I think my rising sign, I'm in Aries. Mm, that makes so much sense. Um, but I don't know what the other one is. Yeah. So that means like Leo, you like to be seen. I'm a Leo rising and, um, your rising is the way that people see you and Aries are like workhorse, like meticulous and beautiful. And so yours totally makes sense. Okay. So wait, but then Leo is my rising, right? Yeah. Well, oh, is Leo your, is your, is Leo your son or are you, when are you born? August 11th. Okay. So that's that you're a Leo, right? So you're, yeah, yeah exactly. So you're a Leo. So that's who you are at your core. And yeah. then your rising sign is the way How that people, people perceive you. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I've, so I've done that before. I got so, I went and had an astrologist reading, I want to say about a year ago. And I was so confused. It was so in depth. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> I all, like, I, like all anyone needs to know is like your sun, your moon, and your rising, and that's good enough. Like there's all the different houses and the different planets, and I'm just like, that's way too much for me. Yeah, it was way too much for me. She was talking about different houses, and I, I she lost me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lost. Okay, so I want to know about your personal development journey. I know there's so many women, even myself, when I worked with all powerful men in an office, it was kind of intimidating and I felt like I couldn't really let myself shine. Did you always have this confidence or at what point in your career did you need to really work on stepping that up? 
you know, I think that there was something that has always been inside of me. Um, I think it's partially environmental and I think it's, you know, genetics. Mm. And, you know, I have two strong parents um, that also, you know, in addition to having their genetics, they raised me in a way to always feel really good about myself. So, um, of course, that's you have ups and downs in your life and, and uncertainty, and particularly as a teenager and coming into your 20s, and there's so much of that. And I think um, that was probably the harder time in my life. I think being where I am today and being in my 40s, I have a much calmer confidence um, which has just come with, I think, experience. And I think a lot of failure along the way and recovery. I think, you know, fear is such a big piece of that. And we're so scared of that. And really you realize every time you have that fear of failure, you know, it holds you back from like living your truest and most unencumbered self. But when you do that, you're going to fail from time to time and you're going to have you know, some struggles, but you still wake up the next day. Right. And, and you realize what's the worst thing that can happen if I put it all out there. And the worst thing that could happen is you, you might not get it or it might not work out for you, whatever it is that you want. And you also wake up the next day and can do it all over again. And I think, I think living that truth in the last 20 years has allowed me to sort of have a calmer sense of self and confidence, um, and uh, that's unfortunately can't be something that, you know, a 20 year old necessarily is going to have out of the gate. Yeah. It takes time. So true. Like you need to fail a couple of times to build yourself back up. Or 200 times, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. So if someone is kind of sitting on this idea or sitting on this dream and they're too afraid to take the steps to make it happen, what are some little like mindset hacks or, or tips that you could give them? Well, I think, you know, you, you I don't believe in luck. I believe in, in preparation and, um, you know, it's kind of like preparation meets that motivation, right? So, you know, a lot of younger people, Generation Z, Millennials, even Y, have a really great way of positive mindset and manifestation. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge piece of it. And I think that's something in my generation that we maybe don't necessarily have as much of. And so being around younger people a lot in my business and being my team is, is, you know, in most of them are in their twenties and um, I've learned a lot from them in terms of that. But I do think that the other piece of that is establishing, you know, that, prep work and that, you know, that grit to kind of wake up every day and say, I'm not just going to, you know, have a vision board and <laughs> hope that it comes to me. Like that's like foo-foo in my opinion. Yeah. And in the real world, when you get into whether it's the corporate world, the business world, or you're an entrepreneur or you're developing an app or whatever that is, you're going to come across people that are going to be a lot more experienced than you. And I think preparation and figuring out who you're going to be in the room with um, and knowing dynamic personality types will help you shift from being able to manifest, you know, what you want in your life from a business standpoint to actually being able to put those two things together. And with that sort of preparation meets positive mindset, you know, actually achieve it. So 
like grand on a more granular level, uh, Amber, it's, it's, it's about waking up and it's about making sure that you carve out time every single day to do your diligence on who it is that you're meeting with. Um, what type of personality are they? I talk in my book about how, you know, before a girl goes out on a date today, you can pretty much Google the person you're looking with and find out everything from like their social security number to like whether or not they've ever been in jail. And we do that because we care about who it is that we're going out with and we want to know as much as possible about Mm -hmm. them. Well, you should be doing that type of diligence on every single person that you have the opportunity to sit down across from because it puts you in a position of power. Mm -hmm. And then secondarily to that, so that's your diligence piece. Secondarily, I always say like, mirror the person that you're sitting across from. So depending on that personality um, that they are, whether they are potentially um, a creative type or so that's someone you might need to keep a little bit more focused. You'll learn a lot from that person, but it's hard to kind of keep them on, you know, you, you also have to figure out what type of mood they're in. Are they agitated? Are they excited? Well, if they're excited, match their excitement. That's a way to like create a connection in a meeting that um, might not be the mood that you're in, but you have to be able to be a chameleon. And that's, that's, that, that experience comes from listening. So when you walk into a room with somebody else and you've been excited about this meeting and potential investor in your new company that you are, you've been manifesting for the last 10 years, you do the diligence up front, you sit across from them and you listen to them and see what kind of personality type they are. And then finally, what kind of mood are they in in the moment? Mm. Yeah. And I feel like when you're like, like you mentioned, if you're an authentic listener, actually want to benefit the person that you're talking to, you know, which is again, the key to sales is actually caring about the person. Um, then you're naturally going to, you know, want to make them feel good and match their energy and have that connection with them. Yeah, because everybody wants to feel that, you know? Yeah. They want to feel like, despite the mood that they're in, that you sort of are on their same wavelength. And, you know, that can be challenging. You know, when you have an agitated personality or distracted mood, um, those can be the toughest type of people to um, appeal to. And, you know, often on the fly, you're going to have to be able to sort that out and be a chameleon and figure out how to remain authentic to yourself, but also make that connection so that Mm -hmm. once that connection happens, you'll be surprised at how much more you can get done. And that's not done by just asking questions. Yeah. You know, like it's done with body language. It's done with literally mirroring, you know, what they're doing, you know, if you're having lunch together, you know, have the same, have the same thing as that they're having, you know, there's just all these different small things that you can do to find commonality and commonality, I think is the way to achieve, you know, a trust between two people. And once that happens, then, you know, you can send, get your message across and they're actually going to listen to you. Mm. Yes. So true. And even back to what you said about manifestation, because when, yeah, you can't just like meditate and vision board your way to the life that you want and to the result that you want, but with manifestation, like you have to move energy forward. And the best way to move energy forward is with an authentic connection and that preparation and, you know, visualizing the way the day is going to go and like being prepared for that. So it really is all one and the same, but then it's like some, younger people are, you know, not even necessarily younger people, just some, some people just think 
it's all about, you know, the woo-woo and it's not like no one is where they are just because of the woo-woo. You've got to have the hard work in there as well. Yeah. I love that we're calling it the woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's so true. And I, I mean, I laugh about it all the time because I'm actually seeing someone younger who is very much like a manifester and like stuff happens for him. Like I, I've never witnessed before. So he's kind of teaching me something about yeah. that. And I think, you know, I'm also giving him a real lesson in, you know, that didn't just happen because you manifested it. I want to talk about like the 16 steps that you also took on exactly. the back. There. Like, well, and that's like, and that's the balance between masculine and feminine too. Like the masculine work that you're doing is like taking the actual steps, but then the feminine is when you actually sit back and allow yourself to receive it. Cause if people are constantly moving energy forward and constantly taking action, but not taking time to like feel gratitude, to relax, to honor themselves, to honor their energy, then the receiving part never comes in. So it's, it's yeah. And that's something that I'm working on a lot, like yeah. just in myself. And it's something that I recognize that I don't, I really don't do as much as I should is the gratitude piece is, is really important. And I think, you know, the visualization part and I tend to be, I don't want to say a pessimist and, and, you know, versus an optimist because it, that's not the right word for it, but it is to me a generational thing. And I was raised to work hard and only by working hard am I going to achieve the kind of monetary success that I want. But then I realized I don't just want, that's not success to me. Yeah. Like success is having all of the things that I want to have. I don't need to sell as many homes as Josh Altman or Josh Flagg to feel like I'm a successful real estate agent. As a matter of fact, I'm more than happy to do half of what they sell because what I want in my life and what I define as success is being able to take care of my two girls, being able to travel to the places while I'm vibrant and young and able to do things and see cultures I've never seen before, Mm -hmm. um, spend time with friends, live a little, like it could all be gone tomorrow. So like, I don't want to work 80 hour weeks and Mm -hmm. accumulate a ton of money and buy fancy cars and not be able to really, um, enjoy, you know, the fruits of my labor. Like I want more. Exactly. And that, I mean, that even does go back to what you were saying about if you want a specific outcome, you need to be prepared for it. And for that, it's like, okay, no, you need to know exactly what fulfillment is to you. Like what does fulfillment actually look like to you? And it's not a dollar figure. Like it's like you said, it's the actual. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep 
deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and know It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic, don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Things of enjoying that dollar figure. Um, So yeah, it's like all, it's all one and the same. Like it's all full circle. You need to be prepared. You need to do the work and you need to sit back and receive it and enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes. Okay. What, and and so I feel like as well, since you're, what you do is so heavy in sales, I feel like a lot of what you do is super intuitively led. Like how does intuition play into selling for you? Oh my God. I mean, every day in every moment. And I think it's something that, you know, I, I have a whole chapter on this because I just don't think it's something that we as women tap into as much as we well, it's not that it's not there. It is always there for us, but I don't think we access it enough or, and use it enough. And, uh, in, in business in general. And that is something that I think stems from traditional ideas that, that, you know, is weakness showing vulnerability or, um, you know, 
having that gut instinct that something's off with this particular person that you might be sitting across from and not saying anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think being a woman, that's one thing that we have in spades over our male counterparts. And um, we have, we are able to access that more in relationships. It's like, we know, we know shit that like, they're like, how do you know? Yeah. And you just do, you know what I mean? Like we just have that and we can choose to ignore it or we can utilize it to our advantage. And I talk about it in the context of, you know, everybody always says, you know, don't be reactive. Well, why not? Yeah. If, if being reactive is the essential piece of using your intuition and guiding a response. And I say, absolutely. Uh, be reactive. Just don't let that, like honor that emotion that's inside of you and that intuition that's telling you to do something and channel the response with emotion, mm -hmm. but don't let it drive the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, we can be emotionally connected without letting it control every part of that response. It's important to, I think, fuel all of our responses with our emotion. It's what's going to set you apart from the person sitting next to you. But um, I, I, I'm fascinated by that topic. And like, that's such a learning thing and a journey for me still. Um, you know, I told a story on another interview about, um, you know, an interesting power dynamic that happened to me with a, you know, a, a guy in a meeting who, um, when I, attempted to chime in on the meeting said, um, and sort of re-steer the, the direction of where it was going, which was way off topic and had nothing to do with real estate. I attempted to steer it back to real estate and they, you know, they interrupted me and said something about what is it that time of the month for you? Oh. And I remember being so oh. thrown. I know everybody always has that response. And some people are like, what? Oh. But I was, I remember being so thrown by it that in the immediate space, I wasn't able to like channel my intuition and fuel my response to him without being completely spastic in my emotion. Mm -hmm. And that's that knee jerk reaction piece that is the difference. You can be reactive without being emotionally all over the place um, so that you can sort of regain control of the room. And that, and I didn't in that moment. And it was really hard for me because I recognized that, you know, who knows if I'll ever completely be able to do that. But I, I was disappointed in myself that I wasn't able to channel that into a response that, you know, flipped the switch and brought the power back in, to me. Mm, so how did you respond? I actually ended up getting up from the table and I went to the bathroom and like paced back and forth and freaked the hell out mm -hmm. <laughs> and then gathered myself and I took five deep breaths and said, you know, no one's going to speak to me that way or make me feel um, less than or that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, com I'm obviously on my period. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking like a woman. I mean, it was just so offensive on so many levels to me that I had to sort of recalibrate my entire thought process because if I kept going back to what he was saying, it was enraging me and I, I that wasn't going to be helpful. So I, after like a minute of just like freaking out, I paced and um, was able to take a deep breath, step back into the room. And then, you know, when the moment was right, I very, very quiet, uh, quiet. And he looked at me and said, um, you know, Hey, 
I'm sorry about that. I wasn't, wasn't trying to offend you. And I said, you weren't? And I just looked him square in the eye. I said, if you ever speak to me like that again, this meeting will be over. Wow. And I then put him, I really, I was still able, even though it wasn't on the terms that I was hoping for, I was still able to kind of put, put the negative energy back on him. Yeah. Um, and he was very uncomfortable with how I navigated that. And, you know, all of a sudden I had my power back and then I said, okay, let's move on. Shall we, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want to appear weak in that moment. Yeah. And I feel like and, that's um, what you're so good at is like, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, you can hang, you know, <laughs> like you can fit in with kind of like any, any group, no matter how, like, I don't know, even like if the guys are kind of like joking around or like being rude, like, you can kind of like be there and you can still, I don't know, you just always have like a spot at the table claiming your authority um, while also staying true to yourself, which is so important. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can uh, hang with the best of them. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, these boys, the, the boys that, you know, I work with on the show and, and even just in general, um, yeah. I, I, I'm comfortable in that space, but it's yeah. taken me a long time to get there. I was watching an episode recently, which was a really good example of you using your intuition and kind of pivoting to get the result that you wanted, which is when you were uh, selling the home for the owners of Too Faced Cosmetics. And you, you know, you weren't getting the results that you wanted and you kind of looked at, you know, what you thought would do well with the home. And but, but it was like a bachelorette party theme. You decided to throw an open house. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Oh God! Talk about like reverse sexual harassment. Um, I, I hired. Uh, there's a company in Los Angeles called. Uh, they're literally called Man Servants. I mean, it, it, to this day, I'm like, how in God's name has this not come up? But a, a woman owns the company, and and you know, you can hire these gentlemen. They were very attractive to essentially, you know, work a party for you. Be your um, you know, bartender or whatever. And anyways, we brought them to the party to appeal to that whole bachelorette movement, because I did feel like the house really spoke to like a young, successful female entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then that worked, like you created the mood and the feeling and that is that didn't, wasn't that the type of vibe that the house ended ended up going to a, a younger couple um, both, both people in the relationship were equally as successful, but it, it was definitely, you know, when it comes to buying a home, it, the women often have, uh, a bigger opinion and say, um, still in like the traditional sense of how it used to be, yeah. um, of like who sort of is taking care of the home. So she was madly in love with it. And he was like, I can get down with this, but we might have to make a few minor changes, you know, like totally. <laughs> um, and, and so ultimately it worked out. Yeah. So fun. I love it. Um, I also want to talk about owning a home like here. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Vancouver market is crazy, which is where I live. I know the LA market is kind of insane as well especially for like a single woman. And I know so many of my friends, they feel like they'll never be able to own by themselves. What are some tips that you have to kind of start building that, you know, that little nest for yourself to be able to own your own home for a single woman? Oh gosh. You know, I, I always say, um, for me personally, because I, 
was working on commission always. So I never had a, a salary to be able to say, this is exactly how much I'm going to put my 401k. This is what I'm going to put in savings for. I'm going to pay my taxes quarterly. So I was never great at the money piece, at the saving piece, because I very much am someone who lives in the moment as I was speaking to earlier. So to the detriment of my <laughs> bank account, <laughs> uh, so I hired a business manager and some people might say, well, I can't afford that. Well, for me, I needed someone monitoring my spending and monitoring, you know, the decisions, financial decisions that I was making, which I think in turn sort of pays for itself. Cool. Um, you know, you have to have certain systems in place. Uh, you, you know, you, you can't just put away 20% of your check into a, an account, your savings account and assume that that's going to, you know, take you where you want to be. You need to be proactive and come up with creative ways to, you know, to save. And, you know, you have to budget and, and not everybody is like that. Not, and I certainly wasn't. So um, I had to figure out a way to, to work with someone that could help me do that and achieve that. And I will never go back um, to doing it on my own because A, time is like the most important thing that we have. And I was spending way too much time sorting out my finances and I needed to spend more time getting out there and making money. So, you know, I would advise if you are, than a numbers person, then great. Then it's no skin off your back. You should be able to sort that out on your own. But if you are not, and you are more like me, then attempt to work with an accountant that can, you know, help you navigate um, how much time you're spending on your finances and the decisions that you're making that could be better, smarter, and get you to the goal of purchasing a home faster. Yeah. And I think there's kind of the, and then there's also like the energetic side too. It's like, okay, you're spending so much time on your finances, but you're also worrying about them all the time because you don't feel like you know exactly what you're doing. But if you have someone who kind of, you, they're kind of like the backbone of it, you kind of have a little bit more trust and you probably will be sleeping better at night as well. By the way, like, I don't know why there isn't a class in high school about that. (laughs) I know. You know, like I would have, we all would have learned a lot more than studying geometry. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) hundred percent oh my gosh okay love it so let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested and I can go first because I drank wine all weekend so I was not feeling my best I went to because we can't really travel anywhere so we've been doing little mini you know weekend trips um here in British Columbia so we've got you know a little wannabe um Sonoma like wannabe um wine country. Uh, It's actually quite good. So yeah, we went there, drank wine for three days, and then I just wasn't fitting in my jeans the same way when I got home. So (laughs) I had like a bit of a moment and I like freaked out, maybe cried a little bit. And then I kind of like, I was like meditating or I was like in the bath, just kind of like thinking. And I just realized I'm not stressed about the extra weight. I'm stressed because I have this expectation on myself to always like look exactly the same or always look a specific way. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to release the expectation. And when you release the expectation, then that's when you probably drink a little bit less and you probably eat a little bit more healthy because you're not as stressed and trying to be a certain way. And I was like, damn, that's what I've been missing the whole time. So there you go. I totally relate to that. Um, I really try not to have those kinds of expectations on myself because I think I will totally fail every single time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I I really do believe in like a balance. And um, 
I'm going to drink wine. I'm going to have a night where I order pizza. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of people that like ask me, like, what are you doing, you know, with your diet? Cause your body is changing. And I want to be like, Oh God, if you only knew, Yeah. <laughs> you know, none of us are, are perfect. And it's like embracing the, that imperfection. I think that, uh, is like the most freeing thing of all. Like, I don't want to be perfect because I don't, then I got to wake up every day and, and mask that it's boring. Number one, it's anxiety producing number two. And ultimately like you have one life to live, like enjoy Napa or Sonoma and drink the wine and eat all the yummy food and then sort it out. Like when you get back next week, you know, Uh, my manic moment, my probably my most recent manic moment was when I did, uh, I read my book out loud and I did the audible version of it and I had never read it start to finish before just, you know, in like editing mode and in the, you know, just chapter breakdowns and, but I had never read it from the start to finish. And I obviously reading your own book aloud to an audience was supposed to be like a five day project, but I connected to it immediately. And, you know, we were done in a day and a half and it's because it's my book. Right. But at the end of it, I remember, there was one particular chapter where I was talking about, you know, being honest with yourself about what your weaknesses are and saying them out loud. Um, I, I had to take like a mini break because I was like, I am writing this book and I'm talking to women and I am so not fucking following my own advice. (laughs) (laughs) Always the way it goes. We teach what we need to learn. Right. Like it's so much easier to give advice than it is to take it. And I was disappointed in myself, like so much so that I came home from it. And, you know, my boyfriend was sitting across from me. He's like, what's going on with you? Are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? No, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. And I like walked out the door and I had to go walk for like, I want to say I was gone for like two hours. And I just needed like a mini millisecond to myself to be like honest with the fact that you know, when you write a book like this, you know, it's terrifying and on so many different levels, but you also are speaking from this place where people are turning to you for knowledge mm-hmm. and experience. And I had to kind of come to the realization that even though I'm ex- giving you guys my experience and, and, you know, the history that I've had kind of, you know, 20 years in this business and all the failures along the way. But then again, the success is that I still am imperfect and am on the same journey as everybody else. And so I like forgave myself after crying and, um, you know, came back and I felt much better the next day. Yeah. And I mean, that's the best lesson that we need is like, no matter how, you know, how many ups and downs we have, like, it's not about being perfect. So I think that's, I mean, that's part of the lesson. So yeah, we can intellectualize things as much as we want, but unless we're really feeling them, like I can intellectualize anything and sound really good. Yeah. Right. But like, unless you're really authentically having those feelings and, you know, and you're in them, it's not as, it's just not as valuable. And I kind of had to have that like pep talk with myself. Yes. Okay. Well, I want to know more about your book too. And so the context is like really breaking down fear in your journey. Yeah. So, you know, it really is, in my opinion, a book about how to develop that confidence um, to walk into any, you know, room, be it a personal or professional experience. And 
you know, you're going to come across a lot, particularly if you have the drive to really do something in the business world and you want to be successful in that right or in relationships as well. Um, you need confidence and, and that is a really difficult thing to achieve at a young age. And I thought to myself, you know, at 20 years later, I wish I had someone that was kind of guiding me along the way that had maybe been through it, but that spoke my language. And that's why I think I'm so attracted to people that are younger and why I work with a lot of younger, a younger audience, um, because I learned from them mm-hmm. and I wanted to give that back. Mm-hmm. So it's about um, how to manage powerful dynamics in a business setting, you know, different stories that I tell you of my failures along the way and how I sort of flip the switch and really, really like tangible tips for people to prepare in the best way possible and navigate leading all the way up to those meetings. And so that by the time that you walk in the room, you know exactly why you're there, you're, you're, you're centered and you're confident and you're able to execute because you can be the smartest person in the, in the world, but if you're thrown by ego and you know you don't have the ability to walk in the room and speak your mind um, from a very um, comfortable but confident place, you're gonna lose every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the book is great for. Um, so that's why I wrote it. And I felt like I had a platform that I was blessed enough to have being the only woman on a, on a male dominated show. And I just wanted to be able to give back a little bit and share a little bit of, of, you know, I look like this boss on the show and, you know, Tracy's always had it and she's a boss bitch and all of that. But it's like, I didn't just land here. I got, this was 17 years of work and sweat and tears and failure to land on this TV show. And, you know, you guys didn't know me before that. So um, now you will. Yes. And I think a lot, so many of our women that listen to the show are entrepreneurs. They have their own business, but usually it's an online business. And even I find like I've had my business for five years and I do everything online. When I meet people in person, I still need to like give myself that little like confidence boost. Like it's a lot different. Like every, like you said, every room you walk into is different. And I think, you know, for women that have online businesses, it's so important to be continuously working on the confidence because your business is going to change and evolve and you're going to eventually need to be in an actual room with people and, um, and talk to actual people. So working on that like next level of confidence is so key. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So can't wait to read the book. So my manifestation is that I have finally found a good lymphatic massage place in Vancouver because I was coming to LA like every six weeks and getting one there. (laughs) But now I finally found one here. And so I'm going to, she doesn't do like the before and after photos, like all the ones in LA do, but I'm going to get, I'm going to make her do that for me this time. So that's my manifestation. I've been wanting this for a long time and we finally, and now that we're like open and allowed to go do things, it was good timing. Oh, good for you. Yes. Have you gone to any of the um, lymphatic massage places in LA? I have. I used to go to a place in Brentwood and I loved it. Um, 
and I would like to, to get back into it, but you know what I'm going to manifest because you just reminded me and it's been something that's been on my mind for a while. I really want to get back to doing the infrared sauna. Ooh, yes. The reason why is there's one that you can do where it's almost like an old school tanning bed where you lay mm -hmm. down and you, like you can't be on your phone and you can't really do anything other than just lay there and have the 50 minutes. And it's almost like meditative for me. And I love the fact that it's a complete disconnection and also obviously really has, was good for my body and for healing. So I want an infrared sauna to land in my house okay. somewhere. <laughs> Putting it on the vision board. Yeah. Um, Going on my vision board. Yes. <laughs> um, so I actually saw like on, it was like a Facebook ad or Instagram ad or something. Um, they have these like infrared, like sleeping bag things. And you can like do it at home, which obviously is not the same experience, but I was like, I was, it said it like burns 600 calories. I was like, Hey, if that means I can have like a cupcake, I might do it. Heck yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's like, like how is the infrared sauna different than a regular sauna? I, mean, I think the lighting is, is healing for your skin and yeah. your muscle more so. And it's, you know, saunas really are just about sweating out impurities. This is that and he, and, and the infrared light is healing for your skin and your muscle um, as well. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, and I don't know that much about it. I just know how it made me feel after. Yeah. See, and I see, and that's one thing when I used to go tanning before I knew how terrible it was. Um, I loved, like you said, just being alone in a capsule and <laughs> relaxing, can't be on your phone. So yes, I think I need to manifest one of these saunas as well. <laughs> I agree. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for all of your insights. Where can we buy your book and where can we find you online? Well, the best way for you, I mean, the easiest way for everybody that's local um, and in the U.S. is just to go to Amazon.com where you can buy the audio version of the book or the hardcover. And for anyone that is outside of the U.S., which we've had some people reaching out, um, just go to my website, www.tracytutor.com and click on the book page. And there's a bunch of different resources for you to be able to purchase the book and you can find me directly on instagram at, at tracytutor.com or at tracytutor no.com yes no.com on instagram but um she also has really good fashion inspo so that as well i was really living for the balenciaga top as a dress and well by the way i got a lot of shit for that did oh, you notice that? No, no. God, people were like, I can't, I don't know if you're, where you think you're going in that to show yeah. a house. I'm like, I was going to dinner. Yeah. Um, and. and grocery store. It doesn't matter where I was going. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's short in the front, but it is long in back. Stop yeah. giving me a hard time. No, you rocked it. I'm sure oh, people are, people get mad at everything. I know. What can we do? Sure. People are super angry right now, so. We'll let them, we'll let them have that one. <laughs> well, it was fun talking to you and you thanks too. for having me. Thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you guys next week and we will link you to the book and to all things Tracy. Thanks Tracy for being here and we'll catch you guys next week.
Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.